Welcome to the Senior Caregiver Podcast, where we talk about caring for aging loved ones and ourselves. This is a safe space that recognizes both the joys and challenges of senior caregiving. And our goal in every episode is to provide helpful resources and how-to information for you. Here's Bill Worthington. And we're back with what we hope will be another informative podcast. And this time, we'll discuss some of the finer points of choosing the right environment for our aging loved one. What's truth, what's fiction, and how to be sure you're on the right track for such an important decision. My guest is Kelly Myers, Senior Vice President of Sales at Sunrise Senior Living. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, Bill. I'm excited to be here. You know, in those days when we're just starting the process of shopping around for a proper setting for mom or dad, or both, it can be overwhelming. When we start looking, we may think nursing home and all that that brings to bear. But can you explain the difference between a nursing home and assisted living? Absolutely, Bill. And it is a common misconception. Even when I talk to my in-laws, when we talk about what I do for a living and I tell them that I work in senior care and assisted living, they struggle to understand the difference because they think about visiting their friends in the nursing home. So, you know, when you think about first and foremost, um, both kinds of care have a really important place in senior care. So they're both important. They both provide great services. The services, however, are very different. When you think about nursing home care, you're really thinking about um, somebody who might have just had a hospital stay, who is looking for a short-term stay that's going to allow them to recuperate and then return to their home environment. Whether that home environment, quite frankly, may be their home or it might be their home at assisted living. But it's someone who's going to need a higher level of nursing care and a more frequent level of rehab services. But aren't there people who go to nursing homes permanently? In large part, most folks go to a nursing environment like a nursing home for short-term rehab. Okay, so besides a nursing home or assisted living, are there other options for those looking for this kind of care? Absolutely, and I think part of the confusion that can happen when you realize the situation at home is maybe less than ideal and need to start thinking about something else. Um, Not only is it hard to start thinking about what might come next, but it can be really confusing when you think about all of the options that are out there from in-home care, Mm -hmm. right? You can get someone to come to your house um, or your mom and dad's house and help them to do some of the things that maybe they might be struggling with all the way through what we just talked about, which might be living long-term in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. But in between there, there are independent living communities and there are assisted living communities. There are assisted living communities that have memory care neighborhoods for folks that are um, living with Alzheimer's disease or other types of dementia. And then there's also going to be um, what we would refer to as freestanding memory care communities. So Freestanding, what, and what is that again? That's gonna mean a, um, a community that's gonna only serve folks who are living with um, memory loss, Alzheimer's disease, and other types of dementia. Okay. So they're not gonna have other services necessarily provided in that building. So there's not gonna be an assisted living neighborhood gotcha. or an independent living neighborhood within that same set of four walls. Okay, Kelly. Well, let's say that we've had a few conversations at home about a move out of the home, but then mom or dad has a health crisis and circumstances have changed. 
Is it too late to begin thinking about assisted living at that point? You know, it's not. And I think sometimes that's part of the misconception between what kind of care can be provided in an assisted living community. Folks who are living in assisted living might be someone who needs just a little help with their activities of daily living. Could be somebody still driving a car every now and then. Could be somebody at end of life being supported through the caregivers at that assisted living community and coordinating care with hospice. So depending upon what your needs are, I would say it might never be too late to move into an assisted living community if it's the kind of community that offers the supportive services that your mom or dad needs. That's where it gets really important to make sure that you understand specifically what your loved one does need and you start to do the search in regard to who can provide what kind of services and for how long. Before we get away from it, I wanted to uh, get back to those activities of daily living that you were talking about. Are we talking about a full range of activities, just normal life, or are we just uh, starting with the basics? Uh, Some examples. Getting dressed, brushing your teeth, taking a bath, getting to your meals. things like that. And so oftentimes, one of the things that a family member might see when trying to figure out when the right time might be, it's going to start to be um, a slowing in the capabilities to keep up with some of those activities of daily living. Understood. So, Kelly, we haven't experienced a catastrophe, but let's say we're getting close to the idea that our loved one is going to be best served in an environment of professional care. Perhaps there's been a fall or two, something worrisome for us. In other words, it's time to look for help outside the home. What are the steps we should take toward options? That's a great question, Bill. Um, If you think about you know, you're a family member with a loved one that's starting to struggle at home. The best thing you can do is start the search early. And when I say search, think about all of the things you need to do to educate yourself, to better understand the options that are out there, and to educate yourself on the types of care that your loved one might need. So one of the things that I might recommend is certainly talk to your physician, right? Make sure that you understand from your physician's point of view um, what types of care that your loved one might need. Secondly, there are some great tools out there that can help you to really understand, again, the difference between the kind of care offerings. We mentioned those earlier, independent living, in-home, assisted living, memory care, skilled nursing care. When you think about understanding the difference for those, there's some good tools out there that can help you. Um, On the Sunrise Senior Living website, we have something called the Care Questionnaire. And the nice thing about that is it's it's a non-intrusive way to do some of your own research. Kind of like a checklist to go through. Absolutely. And even more than that, it's going to ask you some questions that may make you take a pause. And so as you're answering the questions that are going to help to navigate you towards based on your answers, what it sounds like, the kind of care you might be looking for, some of those questions are going to allow you to sort of take a beat and think to yourself, is my mom currently struggling with that? How often am I over there helping her with her medications? And so just that kind of inventory can help you as well to rationalize how much support maybe your loved one is getting from your family or others. 
And as you get to the end of questionnaires like this, it's going to tell you a recommendation as to it sounds like assisted living could be a really good fit for your mom. Now, if you happen to use our tool, um, it's going to give you an opportunity to either set up a tour or you can talk to one of our care counselors um, just to maybe validate some of the things that you answered in your questionnaire. But you can also just print it off and use it for your own information as you begin your search. Now, if you're following those steps and you're ready to set up a tour, let's say, uh, do you go alone or do you take your parent with you? I would say on the first trip, it likely depends on what is currently going on with your parent. Okay. So let's say you're in the situation to where mom is still living at home and together you recognize the situation is less than ideal. Okay, everybody's on board. So why Everybody would... knows things have been hard. So why wouldn't you want to go together? You would want to go together. I do think the best advice that, that we can give people is that this should never be a surprise or sort of a sneak attack on someone. The more involved the senior can be in making those decisions, the more time everyone has to start to get used to the idea and to talk about what is truly important to your loved one who's likely going to have a change in where they live. Hmm. So sooner rather than later, no matter how hard that might be. Hmm. Avoid the surprises. That sounds like really good advice. Absolutely. And I wouldn't have necessarily thought that. I, I probably would have struck out on my own, thinking I was saving a bunch of steps, but no surprises. Probably works best if you can avoid it. Right? Absolutely. I think uh, let's include everybody, right? Everyone's an adult. Mm -hmm. Everyone has choice and should be involved in that decision-making process. Right. So many emotions, uh, but so much to do. So, Kelly, help us as we anticipate the next steps. You know, I think the first thing that families are always dealing with is the guilt of making the choice. And so as we just talked about... It's great and you want to be able to involve everybody, but there's a moment before that conversation even starts when you're starting to think about the situation at home might not be safe anymore. Right. And there's an immense amount of guilt that happens, right, with someone who is thinking about having to talk to their parent about making a choice. And so given the fact that you want to include that person you also, as either the adult child, um, or maybe it's a niece or a nephew or a spouse, oftentimes, you want to make sure that you're as educated as you can be on the choice that's out there. And so as we all know, right, you can turn to the internet and learn a little something about everything these days. But I would encourage, if you have a local senior living community near where you live, um, I would certainly encourage you to go and to start talking to folks just about senior living and the kind of care that they provide. So you as the person who are going to be helping your family member make this living adjustment, you take the time to get yourself ready for what's about to happen. Because even when everyone knows this is the right thing to do, even when everyone's sitting around the dining room table and mom has agreed um, that this will be the right thing to do. Once you start looking and you start having to make those decisions and you have to start deciding what's going to move with mom, 
that becomes really hard. Yeah, understood. Now, Kelly, as moving time approaches, you must have come across some tips for making good choices. Sure, absolutely. So assuming that uh, your mom or your dad has come with you and helped to make the choice as to which senior living community um, is going to become their home, right? as, as you near that move-in day, there are many things that are going to happen. One of the most important things that you can do is ensure that your mom or dad, husband or wife, brother or sister, has met the team at the senior living community in which you're going to live. Really critical. Also critical to make sure that happens before selection process. The people who are going to actually be providing the care You want to make sure that you have had an opportunity to meet those folks, Mm -hmm. that you feel comfortable with those folks, and that you've met the executive director or general manager of that community. Even when you do that prior to selection, you want to start the integration process of making sure that we've got a chance to get to know these people a little bit better. They've gotten a chance to know your loved one. And also, likely, we've had a chance to meet some other residents who live there. So... Don't forget, outside of what we get to pick that's going to go, we're moving into an environment where we're going to be surrounded by what will feel, what can feel like a bunch of strangers, or it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to feel that way on day one. If we take some time to maybe, if there's a a hobby that uh, your mom or dad has and they do that hobby at the senior living community, make sure we start going on Wednesdays. Um, If your mom or dad is a great baker and they've done a lot of baking clubs there, let's make sure we go and start to participate in those things early. Generally speaking, senior living communities are going to welcome that. So Even before you move in. Even before you move in. And so the people part, making friends, right, and feeling comfortable is so critical to making day one as good as day one can ever be because it's going to be tough. I'm guessing food will come up. Absolutely. Go for a few meals. Start meeting with that dine services coordinator and let them know what you like and if he uses too much butter or not enough. But right, let your let your mom or dad start to be a part of that community before moving day. I, I, do, I do know that when I um, often talk to our sales teams, which talk to hundreds of thousands of residents who are preparing to move in in their families, that selection process of what's going to move into mom's new apartment or suite, that can be really hard. That's a big deal, isn't it? It's a really big deal. Oftentimes, folks are moving from large homes. And although for the last year or two, they may have only been living in one room of that house, they're moving from large homes and they have a lifetime of stuff that is really important to them. And that, that part of the process can be really hard. No question. That is. And how do you begin to sift through all of those things? I mean, you can't take everything. It involves a lot of tough choices, I'm sure. You know, at this point, you're going to have a really good understanding of um, the suite that you've selected. So you have a good sense of the room layout, the room size. That's going to allow you, first and foremost, right, to think about furniture that's really important. So a bed that your mom and dad have had for the last 40 years. A cabinet, right, with a collection of whether it might be Hummels or other things that are just your mom's pride and joy. You're going to have an opportunity to start thinking about furniture first because that's going to take up the most space, right? 
what kinds of things on on that first day and for every day after that are going to make that space not just be home-like, but be her home. Those are her things in her home. Oftentimes, families will want to run out and buy all kinds of new things because it makes us feel better um, to get a nice new recliner and a nice new chair. And maybe the recliner mom has and loves it's okay that that chair goes along, right? And so to make sure first and foremost, from a floor layout perspective, we've really thought through not not what matters to us as their children or the people who love them, what matters to them. That's right. So once you have sort of those kind of core items, you know, then you can start thinking about um, the, the other items that come along, like the things that go in the cabinet, the things that go on the dresser, the albums that we want to make sure that we always have available for your loved one to look at and for the care managers and the care team to be able to look at with that resident to get a really great understanding of who this is as a person and not just who they are just today. Well, Kelly, this has just been a wealth of information today, and we're awfully glad that we had a chance to talk with you and hope you can come back and join us again sometime. If you'd like to pursue some of the points Kelly has made along the way, be sure to take a look at the show notes at the Sunrise Blog. Just head to thesunriseblog.com. I'm Bill Worthington. Thank you for listening. The Senior Caregiver Podcast is brought to you by Sunrise Senior Living. With communities in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom, Sunrise residents receive personalized care based on their unique interests and needs with a focus on preserving dignity and promoting independence. For more information and resources, please visit sunriseseniorliving.com.